Hello everyone, good day, good evening, whatever the case may be. You are listening to About a Dog. Yeah. It's a podcast about what? It's about a dog. And today is a special St. Patrick's Day episode. Oh, is it now? Yep, so... There's a little shocker right there. We are recording it mm-hmm. on St. Patrick's Day. And, and we're, we're releasing it, it on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. Probably um, within like 10 minutes. And there goes a cat. That was Astrid. That ran into a door. She had a bit of a problem there, apparently. Um... I'm Mike. I'm Michael. Yeah, that's Michael. Michael. I'm Ashley. That's Ashley. Yes, yes, it is. And I have Jameson whiskey. So, and (laughs) I'm the designated podcast driver, I guess. Hey, (laughs) with my Dr Pepper, cherry Dr Pepper. I mean, I rarely drink. It just seems like this past weekend has. Give me your phone. Keep talking. Give me been a bit more. Give me phone. Give me phone. Give me phone. So, give me. Keep talking. Keep talking. Don't mind me. Everything's fine. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you are not allowed to drink yet. Oh, come on. I just thought about it. Um, da, da, so, da. basically, we celebrated Michael's birthday over the weekend. Yeah, it was Friday. It was fun. Friday, we played Cards Against Humanity. It was a she lot of fun. She wouldn't let me record it as much as I'd like to. It would have been awkward to record. Um, <laughs> so many voices. Yeah, there. so many voices. We literally would have had to put a microphone in the middle. <laughs> That's I, I, since we don't use one, I don't have a problem there. But it would have it would not have picked up very well, and it wouldn't have been very cohesive, and it would have been a very very long thing because we continued on and on and on until about like one two in the morning. Uh, yeah, we didn't actually yep. go to bed until about three, three, honestly. And we started playing cards probably around Ooh. seven or eight. I, I have one very appropriate for the story you're telling. All right, so you're going to give me a cheers, I take it? Um, Technically, it'd be Slanja, wouldn't it? For, uh, Slanja, yeah. Slanja. May your home always... <clears throat> no, I can't do it. No. Nah. May your home always be too small to hold all your friends. Slanja. Sure. Okay. Is there any Jameson left? Jesus. Hey, I gave Uh-oh. half of it to Sam. Uh, uh, I'm sure she appreciates it. Oh, by the way. Hi, Sam. Yeah, hi, Sam. If you're listening, hi. Um, <laughs> so. I could do the um, Frank Sinatra toast, but it's nah. mildly sexist. Yeah, let's not do that. Why are you giving it to me? I don't need it. Well, because you always said that you want to look at the dog. Oh, right? you're right. I do, I do, I do. This yeah. is the one that, because... Uh, Earlier today, we were running errands, as yep. we often do on the weekend. Adulting well, is fun. Only this time, for once, I had company. More often than not, I'm pretty much her little, you know, errand assassin. I go out and I <laughs> get whatever needs to be done. We have this little, I don't know if you have iPhone or what have you, but the iPhone has this thing called Notes. Yeah, we have a shareable running note. Right, and it's essentially a grocery list or running gag or things that we need in regards to the store or whatever, and I'm about to burp. Oh, straight uh. Jameson. Who? Okay. I want pictures of Spider-Man. Sorry. Woo! <laughs> uh, fans of Spider-Man will get that. Anyway, um, so we were running out, and Ash is like, "Well, we need to do a St. Patrick's Day episode." And I go, mm-hmm. "Okay, let's go ahead and rule out anything that has Irish in the title because yep. that's that's kind of a, a dead giveaway." Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something a little bit different, and this time I'm not even going to. Jesus, I heard it. Mm-hmm. In the car earlier, but I don't think I can even attempt to pronounce this. It's fairly easy. 
Yeah, maybe for you. It's very cute. Yeah, so the breed that we're going to cover today... Oh, I like the one that's sitting on it, but it's cute. Look at the cute butt sitting So, um, we're terrier people, so we're going to... Yep. We're hound and terrier people by nature. Uh-huh. I'm the hound person, he's the terrier person. Um, so... You don't know this, um... When I let the Holy Trinity out of Alice, Kemper, and Penny, mm-hmm. I call them that because that's what we started with. Um, Penny saw a deer in the backyard. What'd she do? Well, didn't you hear her barking? No. Her little yip, yip, yip. And Alice gave zero shits. No, no, no. She joined her. Really? Yeah. See, what ended up happening was, um, definitely off the cuff here, Penny saw them. Mm-hmm. I saw that there, I didn't know what was going on, and then Penny barked, and I saw that there were deer. Mm-hmm. There was at least a family, maybe a five, mm-hmm. right? And Alice is like, like me, it's like, what the hell is going on? And she checked, and she actually got in on the barking. That's weird for her. She's backing up, you know, Penny. I mean, it makes sense. Oh. In my mind, anyway, but then again, I'm, I'm weird. Um, unfortunately, I don't think one of them made it, considering when I left to go get dinner... A while ago, on the side of the road was a corpse, so... Mm. Got them, anyway, this is a very cute dog. Cute dog! Back okay. to positive things. Oh, another one's sitting on its butt. Look at that. Alright, so the breed that we're going to cover... So, our our basic criteria for the St. Patrick's Day episode... Right. Is that it has to be from Ireland. And It, it kind of goes without saying. So, this breed we're covering... Is the Glen of Imal Terrier. Oh, I could say that. See? Yeah, Glen of Glen of, of Imal. Yeah. So, obviously, this is an Irish breed. Sorry, the name. I, I said it, and I immediately thought of Darth Maul. But anyway, go ahead. So, Irish breed. <laughs> Last, we'll have a revenge on the Jedi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He wouldn't be able to get out of the pub because of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was mean. I apologize. Um, but anywho, Irish breed. They're from, as their name states, would the, imply the Glen of Imol uh-huh. within the Wicklow Mountains of Ireland. Mm. They are tough dogs. Yeah. And their people are just as tough. The people that developed the breed, because it's such an isolated area mm-hmm. in the mountains. Yeah. The breed kind of had to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, they were originally bred to hunt badger, but they were original. They were also known as a turnspit dog. I'm resisting the urge. Continue, please. <laughs> I will. I, I'll. I can't. There. All right. Go ahead. So, what a turnspit dog is <laughs> is a dog that gets in this like hamster wheel mm-hmm. type contraption mm-hmm. that is attached to a um, roasting spit for meat over the flames. So the dog chugs along in the little hamster wheel mm-hmm. and turns the spit. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's what these guys were bred to do. Mm-hmm. They were bred to not only go out and be terriers and go after the vermin, right. but they were bred to go back to the home and help with the cooking. Wasn't there um, another breed that was multi-purpose? We just talked about it. Well, a lot of them are like the Barbet multi-purpose, um, Newfoundland, a few others. Newfie. But I mean, the point is, we discussed one more recently that was mm-hmm. 
an all-around, all-purpose, all-encompassing, definitely a familiar member of the family, basically. Yeah, I think that dog. episode hasn't come out yet. Really? The Danish-Swedish farm dog. <sighs> spoilers. Anyway. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> That'll be coming out mm-hmm. after this one. Oh, okay. Um, so... What's the point of a list when you're just going to just, you know, turn left on you? <laughs> you don't know what we're going to do. <clears throat> Bless you. Thank you. I'm getting over a cough. Um, so, no, that cough is getting, hanging around you so much it owes us rent, honestly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, basically, finding information from trusted sources about this breed has been tough. Mm. Um, the Glen of Amal Terrier Club of America's website is not very up-to-date. And they didn't have any true, like, detailed history. That's a very kind way that you're putting it, as opposed to how you described it to me earlier. I was a little pissy. Uh, Well, hey, research projects, as we often say on this podcast, do your homework. Um, Sometimes doing your homework ain't easy. Yeah. Doing the assignment. So, and technically, I will go ahead and accept responsibility for this. I recommended that we do this one. Mm -hmm. It's my bad. I'm sorry. It's all right. We were going to have to do it anyway. Mm. So, eventually, maybe. Yeah, so I found some history information from the AKC website. Oh, yes. I tried to look at the Irish Kennel Club website, Mm -hmm. but it basically said the same thing as AKC. Right. And I also tried to look at the Irish, um, Irish Glen of, like, the Irish Glen of Amal Terrier clubs and all that stuff in Ireland. Right. No website available. So that means, dear listeners, if you have any updates or anything you want to do send them our way send them our way to the twitter about a dog one uh instagram at about a dog pod or the email which is very similar about a dog at gmail excuse me about a dog pod at gmail.com yeah so where i did find a lot relatively a lot of information but it seemed to be a little bit storyteller ish and a bit conjecture uh-huh. was the Glen of Amal terrier association in the uk And what I found was kind of fascinating. Uh For a dog this small Uh that is kind of little stubby leg thing, Mm -hmm. it supposedly has Irish wolfhound in the background. So I thought I recognized something like that in one of those pictures. Yeah, the tallest dog breed ever. Yeah, we've actually seen that. It's a lovely animal. Yeah, I mean, they're gorgeous, but Mm -hmm. it can also explain the color the coat texture, some aspects of the face and the ear set, you can definitely see it. So was this like another one of those things where they wanted this particular type of trait in this particular dog where they did it on purpose? Or is this just a happy happenstance? It's a little bit of a happy happenstance because basically it was Irish Wolfhound and other native breeds and whatnot just coming together to create this thing that works well in this particular area. Mm. So it was kind of land race esque in that it developed on its own out of okay. sheer necessity. Mm. Needs must and poop, there you are. Yeah, but poof. I didn't mean to say poof. poof. Why did I say poof? <laughs> but what's there you go. Yeah. But what's interesting is this breed, like a few other breeds, has dwarfism. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. No. I didn't know so, that dogs could have that. Yeah. So dwarfism Happens in dogs either by oopsie or purposefully like in certain breeds. 
as in it was planned by possible breeders or mm-hmm. it was like we weren't meaning to have this happen where our dogs have, you know, copulated essentially. Right. So um, breeds that are known to be effect that are known to basically be developed around dwarfism, mm-hmm. glint of a mall terrier, mm-hmm. dachshunds, mm-hmm. Um, corgis, basset hounds, Teddy Roosevelt terriers might have it. Mm-hmm. Basically, any breed that is considered to be long and low mm-hmm. in the breed standard might have some dwarfism in it. Huh. Now, what's interesting about the dwarfism in dogs mm-hmm. is that it's a little bit different than the dwarfism in people. Right. Most cases of dwarfism in dogs mm-hmm. is considered to be osteochondrodysplasia. That sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Yeah. But all it means is that it impacts the growth of the long bones and the limbs. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you're looking at the dog, it's got small little limbs, Mm -hmm. but the rest of its body looks like... Proportional, yeah. It looks kind of out of proportion with with the little legs. So if you look at, say, a dachshund, Mm -hmm. and you see how it has a normal-sized head, normal-sized body, and the only thing that's different is the little weedy-weedy legs, legs. that's basically what it means. Kind of like Penny. Yes. Um, so, (coughs) damn, cough. The dwarfism gene can occur in any breed of dog. Mm -hmm. And it's also the most common form of dwarfism in dogs. There are some other ones Mm -hmm. where it's like pituitary issues Mm -hmm. or, um, certain growth disorder issues, but this Mm -hmm. is the most common type. Right. And... The theory is, and this is why it works, is it is known as autosomal recessive. So it has to carry that gene. One from one parent has it and another parent, parent has, has it. it yeah. And it's a recessive. Mm-hmm. So that's why it works as opposed to a lot of forms of dwarfism in people. Mm-hmm. The recessive form in people is lethal. Right. Whereas it would have to be heterozygous is livable in many cases. Okay. And dogs, completely different. Mm. The autosomal recessive means that no matter what, mm-hmm. the um, it'll keep on going and passed on to the next generation. Right. So that's a little bit about dwarfism. Yeah. Glen of a Mall Terrier has it. Right. I, I gather as much from the imagery, which, by the way, plug in your phone. Um... <laughs> That's fine. Well, I was looking at your phone. I don't want it to run out of power. Thank you. That's why I don't have my phone, because I would have to charge it at 60-something. So, the true... (laughs) Oh, God. Did I throw you off with the fart noise? A little bit. The true ancestry of the breed Mm -hmm. and exact origin is not known. Ooh, a mystery. I like it. Mm -hmm. But they're almost certain that Irish wolfhounds came into play. Well, they look very similar from what I recall. Right, but there's no indication as to where the dwarfism gene came from. Mm -hmm. There's no indication of what other breeds, no DNA studies have been done. Right. Nothing like that. But basically, the dogs needed to be very hardy and versatile. Mm -hmm. Because in Ireland, just like in many other places, they needed a dog that could do multiple jobs Mm -hmm. and basically do it all. Right. And. So this isn't like other breeds we've discussed where it's been a symbol of status. It's mm-hmm. more along the lines of 
practical application, mm-hmm. basically. It's a hardy working breed and supported the people that live there. Hmm. And there's a story from the Glenavon Mall Terrier Association in the UK mm-hmm. that there was a church in the Glenavon Mall region. Um, that church has since been destroyed. That depicted a stained glass rendering of St. Patrick and a glint of a mall terrier. <laughs> Oddly appropriate for today. Yeah. I picked a good one. Yeah, you did. So, how the breed helped people mm-hmm. was... Aside from helping to cook the food. Right. Source of companionship. Mm-hmm. And basically was another worker on the farm. Okay. Helped to herd sheep. Rid vermin, alert people to intruders, hunt game, mm-hmm. household pet, cook, help to cook the food and all right. of that. Um, so this also meant that the breed was relatively unknown for quite some time. Right. Because people viewed these dogs as just working dogs. They really didn't breed them outside of the area where they were developed. Yeah. Because the use of them really wasn't something that was done anywhere else. Mm-hmm. This truly was a breed made out of necessity. Yeah. And so as time went on, this breed was saved because of industrialization and all of that stuff. What saved this breed mm-hmm. was the advent of dog shows. Ah. So people started to exhibit dogs mm-hmm. of various different breeds and all shapes and sizes for the very first time. Right. And in the 1900s, the breed started to be exhibited in Ireland. So this would be something basically new. Mm-hmm. And people were intrigued by it. Were like, Man, you know, kind of want to learn more about it. And basically do what everybody should do nowadays. <laughs> and that's research, talk to breeders. Do the responsible thing. That's what people were doing back Don't in the... Don't be catty bitches. Yeah. You know, in the early 1900s, <laughs> that's what people were doing about this breed. Mm. And so the breed now mm-hmm. is uncommon in the U.S., yeah. but it is fully recognized. Hmm. It was fully recognized in 2004, so that means it can compete in every single confirmation show, including Westminster, National Championship. So if my math is right... Uh, about 15 years? Yep. Wow. Yep. I remember when the breed went full and I was like, man, they're really, they're a fun little dog. Um, now, in terms of terrier, I don't really think we've discussed what the word terrier means. Hmm. About time we remedy that, don't you think? Yeah. So, terrier comes from the Latin root of terra. Or earth. Earth. Yeah. So, the... Implication is that terriers go to ground and go to the earth. <laughs> That's clever. So, this breed is one of those types of terriers that goes to ground mm-hmm. and hunts vermin underground. Does it have like that kind of terrier tail to mm-hmm. f- to be able to find the dog and go pull it out of the hole? Yeah, they are a traditionally docked breed. Okay. And there are a few different types of terriers. Mm-hmm. There's the go-to-ground terriers that generally tend to be smaller mm-hmm. and are designed to fit into the holes. Right. Then there's the longer leg terriers like Kerry Blues, Irish Terriers, Airedales. Mm-hmm. They are generally vermin hunters in the barns. Right. 
and are too big to fit into holes and were basically general farmhands. Ah, so like the barn hunting performance mm-hmm. event, their job and task is to route whatever mice or vermin that dare encroach upon the barn out yeah. and possibly kill them as well. Yes, as opposed to go to ground terriers where their job is to go into the whatever vermin's hole right. and home and corner it there. and just dis- the door like the juggernaut. Yeah, and dispatch of it there. Mm-hmm. And then there's another type of terrier called the bully terrier. Bully, bully. <laughs> and those are generally dogs that are of terrier ancestry that have a bull baiting and or dog fighting and bulldog ancestry within them. Mm-hmm. Like bull terriers, Staffordshire bull terriers, uh, miniature bull terriers, American Staffordshire terriers. Remind me, the bull baiting term is familiar. Bull baiting is a horrible, 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 and I hate to use the word sport, but it was. No, <laughs> don't use that word. No. no. It's, but... it's essentially to taunt, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. No? So basically, it was a betting game. Where there would be a live bull. Which, by the way, we on this podcast do not support any particular type of canine violence whatsoever. Yeah, no. Bull baiting, bear baiting, dog fighting, 100% illegal as it should be. Yeah, the only dog fighting we support is anything like in regards to aerial combat. Yeah. <laughs> movies. That, that's, yeah that's, that's about it. Yeah. Anyway. So, bull baiting is basically this type of gambling thing where they put a bull, they sit dogs on them, usually like two or three, maybe now, five. Are we talking about an actual live, live bull? bull? Really? A live bull. One bull against like, an, like what, an army of dogs? Maybe three to five. We don't need examples of bull baiting felines, thank you. <sighs> yeah, they're having a little hissy fit. Yeah. So... What bull baiting <laughs> is designed is to take the bull down. Yeah, I gathered as much, yeah. And that's why the bulldog is called the bulldog. Mm-hmm. And that's why the bulldog has upturned jaw. What was the name? What was the Kit, Kit Bull? That uh-huh. cartoon that was released recently? Yeah. If you haven't watched it, it is adorable. Yeah, it's emotional. Yeah. But that has to she do... She was weeping. Yeah. You were openly weeping. Admit it. Whoa. I hope it didn't pull them Oh, it one. probably did. Oh, God, no, I hope not. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But, Burping so kit bull had to do with a pit bull that had to do with dog fighting. Mm-hmm. So, bull baiting and bear baiting were before dog fighting. Okay. So, it went bull baiting, bear baiting, then dog fighting. So, yeah. Keep your mouth shut. I want to say it so <laughs> But marshmallow, marshmallow. Sorry, it's a... <laughs> marshmallow, marshmallow. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, we adore Bert Kreischer. Just, just saying. Um. Anyway, so watch the machine. Trust me. Um. <clears throat> this breed, because of their versatile nature or versatility, yes, they would probably be an 
excellent breed mm-hmm. for someone who's interested in terriers. Or performance events. Well, I'm getting there. Yeah. But someone who is interested in terriers, but kind of needs a stepping stone before they go whole hog into hardcore terrier personality that stubborn go 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 <laughs> where you i mean very that, fixated very myopic in regards to oh, whatever yeah. they want to do so i mean probably the most intense ones you're looking at are Kerry blues welsh terriers wire fox terriers irish terriers tend to be a little bit intense mm-hmm. airedales not so much but they're they're up there basically any breed that is traditionally sparred mm-hmm. in the show ring. And what sparring is, is an act during terrier judging. If you watch the breed judging at Westminster or the biggest terrier show in the U.S. here is Montgomery. Right. And it happens every year. Um, and basically what happens is the judge purposefully mm-hmm. says, sends two dogs out into the ring. Yeah. And wants them to fixate on one another. Mm-hmm. Its whole purpose is to see the intensity. It is not a... It's a dog staring contest. Yes. It's a dog staring contest. And it's not any act of violence or aggression. In fact, aggression mm-hmm. is grounds for dismissal regardless of the breed and regardless of the event honestly exactly any particular type of aggression in the dog show ring <laughs> they will ask to excuse you in fact there was a flap a while back that we witnessed mm-hmm. in regards to that so yeah yeah so i mean basically spar- terriers that are sparred in the ring tend to be way more intense than breeds like the glen of a mall glen of a malls mm. tend to be a little bit more mellow and chill just because they're supposed to do so many different jobs. Right. But they're still terriers. Yeah. They still need someone who is going to focus and have a mindset of training and understanding that these are terriers. Mm-hmm. They're not German Shepherds. No, they're not. They're not Labradors. They're not going to look up at you and say, what do you want me to do today? No, they're going to be like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. Hi! <laughs> What's that over there? You just scared the crap out of Astrid. Well done. But that's a terrier mentality. Well, my thing is with Penny, I mean, she, when she found a job, mm-hmm. it's like something clicked in her mind and she became instantly, I don't know, happy is probably a good word to describe it, honestly, because she now, it's, it's like... Not knowing what it is you want to do for the rest of your life, and then all of a sudden, you find it just like that. Oh, yeah. And that's how a lot of terriers are, and probably Glenova Malls are just the same. Yeah. They're still terriers, so give them something to do. Yeah. And engage their brain. Mm-hmm. So, because they're versatile, that means they're incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. And they would do well at agility, rally, obedience, Barn hunt. Sorry, I jumped the gun. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Earth dog trials and confirmation shows. Mm-hmm. Now, what earth dog trials are? Yeah. They're only open to the smaller, short legged, go to ground terriers. Okay. And what they do is they simulate their the hunting instinct. Mm-hmm. And the keyword there is simulate. Meaning not actually hunting. Mm-hmm. They're. The dogs think they are, mm-hmm. 
but no other animal, no animal is harmed during the process whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, and same with barn hunt, there are rats. In barn hunt, there are rats in a tube mm-hmm. that are placed throughout um, the barn with bales of hay and straw. And the dog is supposed to detect via scent where they are after going or during the course of going through certain obstacles. Okay. And the tubes are made out of PVC pipe mm-hmm. and are big enough just for the rat to stay in there. It's not enough. It's not big enough so that if the dog were to pick up the tube and shake it, yeah, the rat would not get harmed in any way. It'd be mildly upset, but oh, it'd be definitely pissed off and probably pissing in that tube. Oh, yeah. amongst other things. And so that's what barn hunt is, but the rats themselves are not physically harmed. They're just used basically as, as bait, like a dog toy would be. Exactly. And a lot of these rats are bred by dog people, mm-hmm. and they desensitize the rats to all of these things. So they are... Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty much born and bred for mm-hmm. being bait, but at the same time, it's Tuesday for them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, you put me in a tube? Cool. Uh, cool, tube time. All right, let's go. And earth dog is similar in mm-hmm. that... There are two, one to three rats, generally. Mm-hmm. I like the fact it's called Earth Dog, but Terrier basically means Earth. So, mm-hmm. Earth Dog Terrier, Earth Dog Earth. And the reason why they didn't call them Terrier Trials uh-huh. is that it's open to dachshunds, too. Oh, okay. They don't want to you yeah. know, make it just about a single breed. They want to make it wide open to any possibility. Yeah, but only to those that are bred to do this. Whereas barn hunt is open to any breed. Right. So earth dog, the dog has to be able to fit in to a square mm-hmm. and navigate its way through a tunnel underground. Right. And be able to bark and harass at the rats for a certain amount of time. And then the rats are kept in a cage where there's like chicken wire on one side mm-hmm. and like metal bars, like steel bars so even if the dogs were to get over there they're not getting through their steel bars so So essentially the dog is just losing its shit yep at the mouse and the mouse (laughs) catch me if you can two middle fingers motherfucker i'm gone oh yeah and they've got like (laughs) fresh water fresh food while they're down there yeah and it varies from different levels so you can have just like an introduction where they're where you can have young puppies that are introduced Right. To the rats, and it's like an instinct test. They do it both for barn hunt and earth dog. Mm. And what a true terrier like Glenavon Mall is supposed to do yeah. is to show focus and prey drive and just go toward them. Mm-hmm. But with earth dog and all that stuff, you're encouraging them. You're making them feel that this is the best thing in the world. We should probably make a note. Ashley mentioned that this is what they were bred to do. Mm-hmm. So barn hunt is essentially trying to get them to operate on their own genetic inborn instincts. Mm-hmm. This is what one of the tasks that they were born to do in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So naturally, yeah, you know, that's the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. And they should have good instinct, but with that versatility, once you take them out of that situation, mm-hmm. they should be just as ready to cuddle up with you on the sofa. <laughs> um, and I've actually witnessed um, an earth dog trial uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And I saw a master level mm-hmm. competition. Right. Fascinating. And it was with... Almost got Aston. 
It was with a couple of border terriers. Mm -hmm. And the master level, they actually released the dog some distance away from the den. Hmm. And the dog is supposed to scent and track to where the den is. And then once the den is found, then mm-hmm. the, the hunter, otherwise known as the handler, yeah. goes over to the den mm-hmm. and then releases the dog. Yeah. And then they're supposed to then navigate their way through this quite expansive tunnel, mm-hmm. make sure that they don't go out any false exits, Yeah. and then bark for a certain amount of time. Is he playing with the toy eight ball? Yes, he is. Okay. It's Aston. He's being Aston. I'm Aston. I'm being Aston on an eight bar. That sounded horrible. Oh my god! <laughs> the toy, is, the toy is shaped like an eight ball. He doesn't. He's not on an eight ball. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. We in this podcast do not actually condone, condone nor endorse the recreational use of illegal narcotics. By any stretch of the imagination. Certain ones, if they're legal in your state, go for it. If they're legal in your state, absolutely. Fucking lutely, go for it. They're not legal in Virginia, damn it. Fuck. Um, so, but what's interesting about Earth Dog Trials to help encourage these dogs is the judge is sitting at the den Mm -hmm. where the rats are Mm -hmm. and to encourage them that the hunter is actually coming and... To see if they'll bark more and get more intense. Wait, they, these, 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 what are the mice or rats? They're rats. They're barking? No, the dog is barking oh. at the rats. Oh, okay, all right, all right, I'm sorry. I guess I'm, so, I'm... <laughs> so the dog is going ape shit. Yeah. And the judge is above ground, mm-hmm. sitting right where the den would be. Right. Above the ground, and they're taking a shovel and scraping it on top so the dog hears it and thinks, <laughs> oh my god, they're coming, yeah, they're yeah. coming, and so just starts losing their shit. But that's what Earth Dog is. Yeah. And Glen of Amals would do great at it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, is this, in, are there actual mm-hmm. dogs that do this that you oh, found in yeah. your research, or hell is yeah. this just your opinion? Um, They're open to do it, according to the AKC, so okay, they can... Enough. Definitely compete, and generally what that means is the parent club has gone to the AKC and said, hey, this breed is supposed to compete in Earth Dog, so let's do it. Excuse me again. And generally what you're going to see with the Glen of Amal is the only place that you're going to see them, mm-hmm. dog shows. Stands a reason. So if you're interested, do your homework. Do your homework. Do your research. Go to a dog show. Reach out to a responsible dog breeder. Yes, and all the above. If you go to a show and you see one, most of the people within this breed, from what I have gleaned, gleaned, um, are very nice, very mm-hmm. friendly because they realize that they have an uncommon dog. Right. And despite having been AKC recognized, yeah, they're still relatively uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the hundred and ninety some odd breeds, mm-hmm. they're sitting at like hundred and fifty something in popularity. So, they're relatively uncommon. And that was me. I grabbed 11. <laughs> she's over here hiding. Probably looking at you just like, what the fuck? Help me! <laughs> um, so, again, do your research. Do your homework. 
and anything you want to know and contact a breeder, mm -hmm. go to the parent club. They right. generally have a breeder referral system mm -hmm. or they have an email where they can route it to wherever it needs to go and tell you where and when certain litters will be due and all of that. Right. So. Because responsible breeders do that. Are we at that point, the question that must be asked? Mm-hmm. Whose turn is it to be uh, asked first? I honestly don't remember. Okay. Would you own this dog? Sure. Defend. Why? They seem like fun little dogs. And also they don't shed. <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> you would definitely use this dog in performance events, obviously, based on this conversation we've been having. I would use them as basically what they're intended. Well, yeah. Versatile companions do some performance stuff with Barn Hunt, Earth Dog, which show. And actually, because of their nature... Mm -hmm. Again, I think this is a good breed that my mother would like. <laughs> Throwing she, her in again. Hell yeah! Because she has terrier experience. She had an Airedale. Mm -hmm. She likes little scruffy dogs. Yeah. Checkbox. <laughs> and it's definitely something that I can show from time to time. Check. <laughs> and it has enough grooming and scruffiness that it would make her happy. It doesn't shed. Mm -hmm. So her neatness factor. Check. Check. And it's relatively easy to groom, so yeah. it wouldn't drive me up the wall to get it prepped for show. It's not on the level of, say, like an Afghan hound. Or, no, or... and it's not like a Bichon or anything like that that would take oh, a hell of a lot on. of scissoring. There's, there's another one. Clumber. Yeah, it's not a clumber. It's not a cumbersome clumber. <laughs> yes. Come now. I just, I just came up with that just now. <laughs> Please. What? I still like clumbers. I'm not saying... No, 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 no. I'm saying the clumber is cumbersome only in grooming alone. Yeah, they're it's a lot of dogs. alone. Otherwise, they are delightful dogs. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think I've had the privilege of meeting. Have I met a clumber? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now I think about it, I probably met it at like Cortland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an ice. So yeah, I think they would be fun. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that we are actively researching, but it's definitely something that. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like number five in the list of potential options. Well, no, it's not even on the list of potential options. Oh, I've wow. got, it's it's just one of those that I'm like, yeah, I could definitely... It, it checks the boxes for me that mm -hmm. I could definitely mm -hmm. own one, but it's not something as of right now that I'm actively pursuing. Well, so, your turn. Throwing that in my direction, um, I have to say, honestly, uh, based on you know Kimper and Penny as a reference, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it would be a decent fit for us in our household. Mm -hmm. And plus, the no shedding is a plus. <laughs> it, it's great. No, yeah. I I mean, you know me. When it comes to dog grooming, I can be fairly lazy. But um, and, and that's how this breed is. They're supposed yeah. to look scruffy and rustic. And basically, they're not supposed to look over-groomed. Right. They're not supposed to be like a Kerry Blue that's heavily <laughs> scissored. Or a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier that has to be sculpted into other things. So little to no chalk at all, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't anticipate it having any chalk needs at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's probably one of those breeds that needs to be hand-stripped. So it. What, with the, the shedding blade or something? No, you just sit there with them on the sofa and just go doink, 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 and pull out hair. from. <laughs> so, Michael, you play video games. I got this. It'll distract the dog. <laughs> yeah, it, it people that have rough coated terriers that do hand stripping mm -hmm. 
think that it's a very therapeutic thing to do where you're just sitting there and you're like, okay. To be honest with you, most, I think, individuals mm-hmm. that enjoy dog shows do find grooming mm-hmm. their dog to be therapeutic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would I think do. because you kind of get into this. I've, I'm only saying this because I've seen it happen to you. You become into your own world and your own mindset and you're basically doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that becomes your entire world for that span of time. That's what you're doing. Well, and it's tough for me to get out of that zone. It really of, is. Um, Plus, once you're in the zone and something comes up to get blocked, Michael, take care of it. Michael, I need this. Get this now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yes, she does swear. Or if you cut off my music and switch it to a different speaker. To give you a heads up in regards to the story i played a mildly cruel prank when my niece was over recent uh what about last month yeah last month um raven it was yeah mm-hmm. as you take another shot what is it this time paul mason apple brandy Ooh, that's tasty paul mason apple brandy that doesn't sound like any irish at all i don't think it is but it's tasty he doesn't like alcohol. God, it's not I don't like it. It's my body doesn't. That was a, you just heard an involuntary response to the smell of it, honestly. I think it smells like a Jolly Rancher. Raven had become dirty in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what. But Ashley has this Bose portable speaker that can link to any Bluetooth-capable device, yeah. such as your phone. Yeah, and I didn't have it hooked up at that time. Time you were because... just listening to the Sam Cooke Spotify mm-hmm. on, which Eileen had no idea what those songs were, um, on your phone. Mm-hmm. So my niece and I are in the living room. Ashley's in the, the guest bathroom where we normally groom the dogs. So I thought it'd be funny to use the Bose speaker and therefore take the audio from your phone and put it into the speaker. So I put the speaker in a very strategic location. I wait a little bit, I turn it on, and then automatically, I made sure my phone Bluetooth was off, so it wouldn't link up to that, but then you hear that telltale plink, next thing you know, silence in your room, and it's blasting out of the living room, and I'm losing my shit, giggling like a demon. It was great. Yeah. And I'm over there going, God damn it! <laughs> which, Cut it back! Which made it all the more better. It was so great. And I turned the speaker off, and she, I was like, okay, music's back, and she's like, I can't hit the button, my hands are wet! <laughs> She yeah. couldn't touch the button on her phone. I had to open the door, dink, and then close the door again. It was great. Well, and so, but back to the topic at hand. What? I already said I don't one. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting about these rough-coated breeds... Yeah. ...is you really can't bathe them that much either. Because it'll destroy the texture of the coat. And you have to use a specific... To keep them in a show groom, mm-hmm. you have to use a specific type of shampoo that's not very harsh, that's not going to strip... Mm-hmm. The texture of the coat. Right. And you can't really bathe them more than like every three weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of low maintenance, yeah, these guys are pretty low maintenance for as much coat as they have. And, but again, they're also terriers. Yeah. So we are terrier people. Mm. We are... I consider us to be versatile people, to be honest with you, since we have since we have terriers and we have hounds. True, but we're not we're not Labrador people. No, we're not Golden Retriever people. No, I mean we're, we're the type that we don't care if a dog acts up. Mm-hmm. 
we find it funny sometimes. Mm, sometimes it's funny. Other times when you have to clean up the mess, it's not funny. It's funny later. <laughs> it's, it's funny after you've cleaned it up and you don't hold a grudge for them. You don't... And it, it's one of those things where having a terrier of any mm-hmm. kind, yeah, you have to be kind of stubborn. Well, here's the thing. Between the terrier... <coughs> Between the terriers and the hounds, mm-hmm. the hounds are messier. Yeah. I know this because the day you were bathing Raven, mm-hmm. I had to take first, pick her up, carry her outside, and then do my usual wash, which is antibacterial wipes, wet washcloth, and regular washcloth to make the Coranda bed that we use. We don't get sponsorship from them. Would love to. But we don't. That and Isle of Dogs, which actually uses to groom the dogs, all the dogs. She used mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs for all our dogs. Yep. Still waiting to hear back, guys. Anyway, so after that, that was done, and I can tend to everything else, such as you know feeding their dinner. But for Ashley, there is a step-by-step process, similar to my cleaning method, but not nearly <laughs> as quick in regards to cleaning Raven. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, with, with Raven and with, with the Hamiltons in general, I have a method, and we'll discuss that when... The Hamilton episode, when we do one. If and when, considering I, I indicated that was going to be one weird down the line. Yeah. But then um, again, it's not my choice. But I mean, with with this breed, with Glen of Amals, they're yes. kind of this easygoing dog. And I mean, you've seen from the photos where they sit up on, on their butt. And that is so cute. Every single photo of a certain Glen of Amal that a friend of mine shows. Yeah. Like... When the dog gets a group placement, mm-hmm. he sits up on his back legs and holds his group placement <laughs> ribbon. It's friggin' adorable. That is clever as shit. And if you are in the Virginia Mid-Atlantic area, mm-hmm. this dog is shown on a regular basis. Really? Yes. I'm not going to say... I'll say the dog's you, call name. I was going to say, you got a name drop here? Um... Because she hasn't given me permission to. So That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm just going to give the dog's call name when I find it. Which, just I'll use this opportunity to refresh your memory. We have yet to get much in the way of followers on Twitter. Which, by the way, since we don't have... Um, we do have other dogs slated for the challenge for Ashley to name the breed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, that, those are potential spoilers. So, for that, you need to reach out to me on Twitter at... About a dog one on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram at about a dog pod. Uh, the email about a dog pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Those are our points of contact. For the Ashley Challenge, though, you send it to me at about a dog one. Yep. So that I can let me know. Well, follow first of all so you can be kept up to date. Yep. Subscribe as well so you know when we post a new episode. Um, but when you send this information to me via Twitter, let me know, first of all, send a picture or maybe Mm -hmm. one or two, depending on what you feel like and information in regards to what you think the breed is this way. I can know what sort of the correct answer is when Ashley makes her guess, because every time she's been, I'd say you're, you're two and a half, right? Yeah. Because you've gotten two halves right for Eileen's dog and Matt's dog. Yep. But, yeah. But, again, one last time, Twitter, at aboutadog1. Mm-hmm. Send me those images in the description of the dog. So, the... Um, this is driving me nuts. 
fix my pop socket. I'm pick, fixing your pop socket. Um, so. It's like a sexual term. Let me fix your pop socket. <laughs> the dog's name. His name is William. William. Yeah. And he is what is known as a Wheaton. Meaning, so there are a few colors allowed in the breed. Yeah. There's like gray, there's Brendel, and then there's Wheaton. Mm -hmm. Wheaton generally means that it is a lighter color. I'm just hearing Zach with that hard H right now. Wheaton? Wheaton. Wheaton. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's cute. Yeah. So it's a lighter color. Yeah. But they're still the same breed. Yeah. But if you are going based off of color, then you don't deserve this breed. Right. Because... In general, they're all going to have the same temperament no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. And you have to be patient. You have to be understanding. You have to basically realize that this is an uncommon breed. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to get what you get. If a, if a breeder matches you mm-hmm. with a specific dog... Then yeah. that breeder has decided that that is the right dog for, for you. you, regardless of color, gender, mm-hmm. temperament. Right. Gender, they're going to be more specific on. Right. But color is secondary. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at it from what you asked and what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to look at color. So here's another of William. Sitting on his butt. Um. So. This breed is one of those that we agree on. Yes. One of those rare occasions that we agree. Yeah. As ever, rate, review, subscribe, uh, like, follow on all the mm-hmm. handles. Shall I go ahead and drive it straight into the ground? Yeah. Twitter, at aboutadog1. Instagram, at aboutadogpod. Email, aboutadogpod at gmail.com. And we do have a Patreon. We do, we do. Um, we're still look since we don't have much in the way of followers in regards to Twitter. Facebook has been Facebook's been pretty good up to us. Uh, honestly, it mm-hmm. really has, and that's fantastic. But at the same time, in order for the Ashley Challenge to work, because Ashley and I follow each other on Facebook. Yeah, I post something, she'll see it automatically. I hate snaps now. Yeah, and I know whose fault it is. Anyway, so you have to send it to the about a dog one. Twitter thing mm-hmm. that way because I am in charge of that. Ashley handles the Instagram, the email, and Facebook. We actually do both the Facebook. Yeah, we thing. do both on Facebook, and I also handle the Patreon. Patreon is about a dog pod. Uh huh. Oh, I have to write that down now. So um, the Patreon has a few benefits um, for just a five dollar contribution a right. month. We'll read your name out at every single episode, and or thank you. You don't really have to. I mean. You can contribute other things, honestly. Yeah. We don't have much in the way of music. Yeah, we don't have music. Because we have to pay for it. <laughs> and um, we're we're operating basically on, on as low-tech as possible. basically. Yeah, I mean, we've got a USB mic, and mm-hmm. we're huddled around a USB mic. And, and we've made inquiries uh, for um, sponsorship. Um, so far, we have... It's a slow process, Yeah, honestly. it's a slow process, and the thing is, is, we're so grateful for our listeners. We have, according to the metrics that you gave me the Over other day... Over 600. That's a new number. Yeah. For that, you have my absolute yeah. thanks. Honestly, I all mean, of you. We're, we're gobsmacked by the whole thing. <laughs> Don't use my word. <laughs> use my word. 
And I mean, we're, we're grateful. Very much so. You have no idea. And I would just love to, I, I guess essentially what we're doing, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but we're asking for your help in regards yeah, to help, help keep us, us going. Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, we don't, we're, like she said, this is very low tech. We don't have all the fancy doodads and gizmos and everything like We'd that. We'd love to. Um, but, but this is essentially a labor of love. Yeah, we do it for the love of educating people. And, and I just love to talk anyway. Yeah, and if we entertain you along the way, great. Job done, right there. Because to me, in my mind, if you are entertained, yeah, while you're learning, you're going to retain the information so much more. Oh God, yeah. I in for me in school, that was just the way it was. If yeah. I was not entertained, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, so that's like the whole math can solve its own goddamn problems. Yeah, I mean that that's the whole point of this podcast is we're exactly. supposed to open your minds to certain things and possibly give you an idea in regards to various other options you may not have considered dog shows responsible dog breeders performance events dock diving yeah we've done all of it yeah we've done a lot of it i mean i can't do agility because my feet would break yeah no i well i didn't say agility i just said performance that was all encompassing um but yeah we appreciate the listens and all that stuff it's it's great hundred i am fucking just I'm staggered by these yeah. numbers. It, it's it's amazing for just a little podcast that we do every so often. I mean, and we... Pokey we, little podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pokey little podcast out in the boonies. Yeah, of all places. So it, it, it's one of those things, and we're, we are so, so grateful. We are tremendously grateful for you, our dear listeners, for continuing to follow. Um, we would greatly appreciate to continue to make this... One little podcast, a greater podcast, Mm -hmm. would be your assistance. Because a podcast lives or dies by those that listen to it. So you basically are... Engage with us. Right. We're we're very open. um... Listener-centric, I think, would probably be a very, you know, synergistic way to put it in corporate terms. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, we're very open to pretty much anything. Yeah. Send us ideas. Send us things. Um, if you if you own a dog related business, <laughs> as of right now, we're looking for primarily dog related items. I have made inquiries. But if you have a dog related business, if it's on Etsy, if it's on if it's a small mom and pop shop or what have you, she, let us know. Recognition to the artist once again, who, Mandy, who made our emblem and logo. Um, Mandy, um, she has her own local business that we don't get anything nope. no sponsorship whatsoever for that but i can't say it she too not thank you she's not grooming she also does sewing and stitching and all that oh stuff. my god she's been making bathing suits recently yeah i mean we are so grateful to mandy and oh, what god. she does and she's helped us out a whole lot yeah um if, if you, you need a dog groomed let me put it to you this way there are very few people that Ashley would trust mm-hmm. with her dogs. She grooms them herself, but if she needed somebody else to groom mm-hmm. in a tight spot, mm-hmm. Mandy would be your girl. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, is she's in the Richmond area, mm-hmm. and the, the whole thing is, is we're trying to help each other and, yeah. and help everyone within the dog community because it is a community. We're all about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, again... Thank you. Rate, review, subscribe, subscribe, follow us on all the social media things that we've mentioned and pretty much drilled up beside your head. Yeah, follow. Um, Sorry about that. 
Become a patron on Patreon. Yes. See, there's different tiers and all that stuff. Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know you didn't want me to say it, but I'm going to say it. Help us make your content our content. You can help us to make this better. I Mm -hmm. can't stress this enough. Podcast lives or dies by its listeners. If you're listening to this and you are talented, I know you are. Yep. I know, don't you don't you doubt yourself. You listen to me right now. You are talented. Help us out. Prove it. Show what you got. Yep. We're here. We will you know, <laughs> just reach out to us on social medias. Yeah. And we're so grateful for all 600. of you. 600. Fuck. Yeah. So this will drop probably within the next 10 or 10 minutes or so. Right before last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> um again, not sponsored but totally would. Oh my god, totally worth it. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, You have our absolute, complete and utter gratitude. You have no idea. It is beyond measure. Oh, and, um. Yeah. Go hug your dog. Hug your dog. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Aye.